Johnson. Live from the Buffalo Wild Wings studios, it's The Rush with Teddy Lehman and Tyler McComas. I just did a little bit ago, it's ridiculous. The bottom line, they play with joy, passion amongst themselves. They're not doing anything to the other team. So, pipe down, you know, if, if you do that against OU, you're going to celebrate the same way. But, if, you know, the rest, you know, that's ridiculous. I don't even want to hear it. Uh, and you know what? Here's the thing, too. you got to realize, Patty's team, and when you have some of these teams that just win and win and win, it can get, if you don't have that joy and fun and passion, it can get boring. I've been on some teams where we win and win and win. We win and we didn't win good enough, and the guys in the locker room, Teddy, you know this, everybody's quiet. Bullshit. You don't, you always celebrate a win. You celebrate good plays. You enjoy the game, and you have passion and fun for the game. And that, to me... The best thing Patty got going is they love to play and they if they have joy playing. And some of that is expressed, so be it. You don't want to see it, don't let them make all the plays. Mic drop. <laughs> Should have ended the interview there. Honestly. Uh, Thanks, awesome. Bob. Appreciate the time. That was awesome. That was great. Love um, that he's going to be up there tonight, too. And I love that... I, I was having flashbacks. Um, that's that's fired up, Coach Stoops, right there. That that was uh that was awesome. You could hear the coach coming out there uh, about halfway through that that quote. Whenever the more he thought about it, the the more <laughs> upset he got. Which well, and he had just uh, saw it what fifteen minutes ago was what yeah. he said. So it was it was fresh on the brain there. It was crazy. That was great. That's, and, and I mean, he's gonna stick up. I mean, he's going to say what he thinks, but I also think that he really appreciates Patty Gasso, really respects her. He's definitely going to stick up for her. Oh, you yeah. can tell those two have a very tight relationship, and if anyone is like questioning the way that her program is ran, he's going to be very quick to say, no, that's bull, you know what. Well, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is because her um... – her success is pretty telling, right? I mean, I here's the thing, like one of the things to me, and not like we don't have to end up having a, a three hour show on it, but um I I think there's there's different ways to sometimes when a team celebrates, like there's a difference between like an in your face celebration um, where you kind of have like punk behavior and like more directed at your opponent and and more like um like you're, you're showing up you're showing up the opponent yeah. is what you're trying to do yeah. there's there's celebration that's like that and I, while I don't agree with it and you know. You can you can hate on that, and you end up like turning that team into a uh, a bit of a villain. Like for the soft, like there's they have none of that in them at all, right? Whenever you listen to this team talk, it is overly positive. They are one hundred percent supportive of one another. They direct. I mean, I'm sure there's occasions where where things get intense, but you know, for the 
the vast majority of what you see, like they're celebrating with their teammates, um, motioning towards their own dugout, uh, trying to get a reaction out of their teammates to, you know, let's get fired up. Like that's totally different. Than when the taunting. bat is thrown, being thrown down, and, and I know many have made this reference, but when the bat's being thrown down, Alyssa Brito's looking at her own dugout, yeah. not back into the field, and that's yeah, that's 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 it. That's the that's I, the thing is it's not taunting. It's you know, it's a it's a team full of um, good, hardworking, disciplined athletes that are not trying to show anyone up. They're just excited to play well and win. And again, I don't know why anyone would let that ruin their day or yeah. ruin their viewing experience, but uh, whatever. Um, yeah, all you have to do is listen to this team and really kind of you know watch the way that they play to really appreciate them. Yeah. But even though we see that and how easy they are to root for. I feel like I feel like tonight in the rest of the series, it does kind of feel like OU versus everyone else. Yeah. Like as much as this fan base is pulling for OU tonight, and you know we're all going to be galvanized a little bit by what's happened this week. I don't know how many softball fans across the country will be rooting for OU because there was already the feel right of well. And this is natural in sports when someone's been dominating. I just want to see someone else win for once. But then you mix in all the controversy. I really feel like it's OU versus everyone else tonight. And I got to say, dude, I love that feeling. Yeah. I absolutely love that feeling. Um, I, I, I totally agree. You, you, you reach a point of dominance to where, you know, it's like, wow, this team is great. Wow, they've uh, got it rolling. Man, they're dominant. Should they be so dominant? I don't like that they're so dominant. I hate this team. Yeah, that's that's the right. Cycle. You know, it just kind of you get to a point where there becomes a winning fatigue across a sport, and we've seen it different times in different sports with uh, with different great teams where early on celebrated, cheered, um, and then it just. It descends from that point, right? Whenever everyone starts trying to tear you down and you get tired of it. And, yeah, that was cool to watch you guys win. I think it's my team's turn now. You guys are doing things wrong. Get out of the way. It's, just, it's like the natural evolution of a dynasty. Yeah. Well, we, we've covered that enough, and I'm sure we're going to yeah. cover it um, at some point again this week. Uh, what gives you – and this is to the text line, of course, as well. What gives you the most confidence that OU is going to win this series? It could be just an individual stat. It could be a particular player. It could be really anything. But when you when you look at this series and you say to yourself, "All right, I think OU's going to win," be it in two games, three games, whatever. Like, what's the biggest reason why you say that? And for me, it's the low hanging fruit. But the biggest reason why I have confidence at OU right now is because of Jordy Ball and the fact that Florida State's going to have to beat her once, maybe twice this week. Yeah, I just don't. I don't think that that's very likely. It's hard to argue with that. Um, it's the easy answer, but it, it's probably the right answer at this point. I would say to me, it's, it's, it's. I don't know the right way to phrase it, but just the ro- overall roster. I think they have more better players at more spots, more meaningful spots. And while your your take on Jordy Ball is absolutely Amazing. correct, oh, okay. um, 
I still think that they would be the big favorite if Jordy Ball wasn't available for the series. Wouldn't be nearly as big of a favorite, but... Uh, okay. Yeah, I think very slight, if so, mm-hmm. but uh, uh, all right. Um, no, I mean, to your point, though, like the overall roster, I guess what I immediately think of when you say that is the lineup, right? Yeah. And there are teams, and I think Florida State may even be one of them. I think Tennessee was certainly one of them. You can get away with missing some spots depending on where you're at in the lineup, right? Mm-hmm. With Tennessee, if you leave one, you leave a change up over the plate, like – any really good hitter is going to do something with that, but if it's to Kiki Malloy, that ball's probably ending up over the left field bleachers. With OU, if you miss anywhere, you're going to, you're going to pay for it one way or the other. Whether it's yeah. Jada Coleman at the top of the order, whether it's Riley Boone at the bottom of the order, if you miss at any point, that's probably going to be turned into an extra base hit. And that's incredible pressure, you know, as a pitcher to know, dang, i got to be near perfect. Like, my, my off-speed's got to be working. My velocity on my fastball has to be there. I have to keep them guessing. i got to be changing speeds, and if at any moment I miss on a pitch, I'm going to pay for it, and OU does a better job with that, or they at least they have uh, the lineup like that than anyone else in college softball. You cannot miss with them. Almost everyone on the entire roster is hitting above 300. Um, you just... Like you mentioned, the a lot over four hundred. Uh, Boone, like the nine hole hitters, you know she hits three eighty seven. You know she's the she's the lead off on every team in the country except for Oklahoma, and they get got her in that, um, like that second lead off spot there at nine, which is which is awesome. There's just there's no there's no dips in the lineup. Like whenever you get into a half of an inning where you're at bat or leading into it, you're never thinking. Man, if we can just get through our our seven, eight, nine, and get back to the top of the order, I uh, they got problems coming. It doesn't really matter. Like that's not something that you ever really consider whenever uh, you're playing against Oklahoma or watching Oklahoma. That's just not the case for anyone that they play. Here's another reason why OU is going to win this series because when OU and Florida State play in any sport, that's yeah. what OU does. What they won. The Orange Bowl, was that the 81 season that they won the Orange Bowl? We know they won the Orange Bowl uh, for the 2000 National Championship. Mm -hmm. They swept Florida State in football in 2010 and 2011. Yeah. They beat them in the championship series two years ago. Okay. It feels like when OU and Florida State play, OU fit. And I'm I'm sure I'm I'm forgetting a couple of instances, but. The uh, only one you're forgetting is strategically is when they uh, beat us in the cheese it bowl oh yeah yes that was the biggest one of them all so but we've already got payback for that we beat them earlier this season in softball here in norman but it does feel like ou's got a in all sports a pretty nice run over uh, florida state the past 50 years it's you know what's crazy is in football almost every time we've played them it's been in florida uh and in softball Every time we've played them has been in Oklahoma. Well, no, I think you've only played them outside the state of Florida once, and it was in Norman in 2010 when you boat raced That's them that it? day. Yeah. Every you other played time them in Tallahassee in, in 2011, or it's in Tallahassee, Miami, or Orlando. Sure. That's right. It, but but it, OU's the one with the unfair advantage in this series. In, Go figure. In softball, unless I'm missing a time that where maybe we went down to FSU recently, like every other time we've played them has been in Oklahoma. Well, you played them in the softball championship series two years ago. 
But that's in Oklahoma. But that's right. Yes, yes. In the state. Yeah. yeah. You know, so um, kind of interesting how that's that's flip flopped a little bit there. But yeah, we um, we've done well against FSU. We have. Five four oh five is Patty Gasso still the head coach of Oklahoma softball? So long as that's the case, confidence is unwavering. Sooners by fifty. Yeah, <laughs> that's their second test. Well, I mean, ever. and, that's, and that's the truth because, like, obviously things will happen, but like, I'm I'll pick Oklahoma to win. Uh, heading like they'll be my preseason winner until. Patty Gasso is gone, and probably even after that, you know. But, yeah, she is – she's the key. And even though, like – and she's talked about this, and I think this is – you know, it it plays to her greatness. She's not an overbearing coach. A lot of times she is back, reserved, and – kind of let them do their thing you, and be free-flowing. You must have uh, heard a quote from her after the game on Monday saying exactly that. Yeah. It yeah. is like, yeah, they, they, they kind of know how to react in that. And, and I've learned as a coach to just kind of hang back and be confident because they, she says they, that, her, that team can sense when she's got some nervous energy. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, I, that's always um, – that's part of being a good coach, of knowing when someone needs your instruction and knowing when they don't. Uh, Sooner Man 93, Jordy freaking ball. Cherokee Sooner, Jordy ball. 405, depth loaded uh, all across the board. 806, ooh, ooh, I picked Jordy ball too. <laughs> 918, Jordy rise ball. Uh, so, yeah, there's a whole lot of confidence OU's going to win this series because of Jordy ball. Yeah. Yep. That FSU is... did come to Norman in 1976. OU won 24-9, Bobby Bowden's first year at FSU. So there's another one. So 76 and 10 were the uh, only two times they've come to OU. And 2010 was the year after he retired. It was, uh, well, you, you guys want to go to Norman, don't you? You guys want to go to Norman and you go up there and play well, don't you? Well, it's, we're out of the game by the second quarter up there. It, hell, it was a hot day up there in September in Norman. But, wait, hey, we gave it. That was Jimbo's first year at Florida State. Nice. Nice, Which makes Jimbo. me feel even better about that game, that you uh, beat Jimbo in his first two years at Florida State. As, I like that. So as head coach, is Jimbo is winless against Oklahoma? Yeah, are those the only two, or am I forgetting something? That I, that I know of, those are the only two. Now, he, he beat Oklahoma as an offensive coordinator whenever he was at Louisiana State. Correct. But – as head head football coach, winless. Uh, <laughs> Mark in Newcastle. What do you call it when Florida State players fart? Seminole wind. L M A O in all caps. Nice. <laughs> nice. Someone make a sign and hold that up at the uh, <laughs> the game tonight and see if it get captured on ESPN. That's that's pretty good. That's funny. Would any Florida State players make the current OU team? If so, what position? Sandercock. Well, as the number three. Two. The number two, number three, wouldn't be the number one. Maybe number one. I don't think she'd be number one. Over Jordy Ball? Nah. Well, okay. I don't know. Like, I am, strictly speaking, as a casual observer. But you have to imagine, and not that FSU is bad. They're clearly the, they're the second best um team right now in it like they're they're legit 
if Sander Cock had the lineup that Ball has. Jeez, you sound like the Jen Schroeder, the D1 softball crew now. Well, I'm just saying, like, you kind of okay. have to factor that and in, And I'm right? not saying that this makes the overall point, but if you could if you could do a trade, Jordy Ball goes to their dugout and Sander Cock goes to OU's dugout, besides the jokes that you could make all year long, right. would you actually make that trade? Uh, no. Okay, yeah. I'd... I wouldn't make that trade, like, for... The main reason is... Um, Jordy Ball is a Sooner. Like I don't like. There's no. There's not enough difference there to where, to where I would want to uh, to give her up. No, but that's not to suggest that should their positions change, their statistics might represent. Well, to that. answer the question, not very many. Not many. Not very many players. You would. Uh... No would would start over uh, what OU has. Don't they have? And I'm not even comparing to ours, but they have a couple position players that are real good, right? Like, is there shortstop and second of, base? They have a more than just a couple of position yeah. players. I mean, they like you were just reading off the hitters that OU has hitting over 300. Mm-hmm. Like Florida State's got quite a bit of hitters that are hitting over 300 as well. Yeah. Yeah, that's why I think they're a deeper. Do they have a Kiki Malloy in their lineup? I, I don't know, man. I. Kaylee Mudge is, is really good. Um, what Harding is really good as well, but I think they're a deeper order than what Tennessee is. Yeah. Yeah, they've got yeah, they got a bunch of hitters that are over three hundred. Um, you know, they've got they don't have overwhelming power, but they got, you know, they got three players in their lineup with double digit home runs. Um, their catchers got thirteen. Lower lower average, but hits for power. So yeah, they're they're good. Um, the what the Flaherty girl, the second baseman is like a real good fielder. I think um, their shortstop Muffley's really good. So yeah, they're they got a they got a really deep roster for sure. All right, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. Keep hitting the text on six five one three four three nine. This is your home for Sooner fans. The Ref Sports Radio Network. Need to upgrade your Kubota equipment but want to make sure you're getting the best deal? Great Plains Kubota helps you save when purchasing select Kubota tractors such as the legendary L2501 with a trailer. Plus, get even more discounts when you purchase implements with your Kubota. Come check out our package prices for great deals at Great Plains Kubota. When you want more than just a Kubota, you need the brand that serves. Great Plains Kubota. Visit gpkubota.com for the location nearest you. Entrepreneurs and more Norman in South Oklahoma City have an experienced business partner in their neighborhood. More Norman Technology Center's workforce and economic development team understands the challenges entrepreneurs and small businesses face every day. From building an effective business model to hiring the right employees and managing cash flow, more Norman's business development experts can help you move forward confidently and thrive knowing that you have a skilled partner at your side. Learn more about More Norman's Technology Center by calling 405-801-5000 or visit us online at mntc.edu. Holy hail damage! Are you or your loved ones looking for a trustworthy and affordable roofing company after the storms? Look no further than Elite Roofing Systems, a sooner-born, sooner-bred, locally-owned roofing company. Elite Roofing has been helping homeowners and commercial property owners across the greater OKC area get beautiful, functional roofing systems at reasonable rates. Call Craig Cox and the team at Elite Roofing Systems today at 405-361-3094 for a free evaluation and estimate today. 
Dorsey Jones Buick GMC in El Reno is family-owned and operated, and they take pride in providing a no-pressure, friendly sales process with excellent service. Now you can't beat that. Be sure to check out the lineups for Buick and GMC and get top dollar for your trade. So take a little drive to big savings. Dorsey Jones Buick GMC, I-40 and Highway 81, exit 125 in El Reno, or dorsey-jonesbuickgmc.com. Hey, life doesn't stop when cancer starts. After diagnosis, treatment is vital. But for some, just getting there to appointments, chemo, or radiation is a major challenge. You can change that. Volunteer to give rides with the American Cancer Society Road to Recovery Program. Driving for a few hours of your day can make a life-saving difference for someone with cancer. Visit cancer.org drive to learn more. My daughter was diagnosed with a rare malignant rhabdoid tumor on the spine. They sent her straight to St. Jude. My hope was gone. But when you get there, everyone's like, hey, we're not going to give up. And when you see other people not giving up on your child, that makes all the difference in the world. When I found out I didn't have to pay, I was just grateful. They saved my baby's life. Finding cures, saving children. Learn more at stjude.org. Does your disability make it harder to find a job? Yes, absolutely. DRS can help. DRS is Oklahoma Department of Rehabilitation Services. DRS empowers job seekers with disabilities. Who really want to work. So employers like us really want to hire them. Now we're taxpayers. Contact DRS. DRS can help. Contact DRS, 800-487-4042 or okdrs.gov. If you're looking to buy a new electric vehicle, call Wade Electric today at 405-329-1940 to schedule a free estimate. They have extensive experience installing different types of EV systems and would be happy to get one set up for you. Get charged up by calling Wade Electric today, 405-329-1940. I think it starts way back in the fall. Um, the hard work that we put in, we all know how hard our falls are. Um, battle series, playing against each other, um, that's what sets the tone for the rest of the year. And if we know that uh, we can compete at that high level in practice, um, the game comes naturally. And uh, you can see with uh, a couple tough wins in postseason, um, just knowing how to compete with adversity and almost feeling like a loss but not actually losing, that's um, a really cool feeling for us to be challenged with early on in postseason. Then now, um, now is when you just got to be gritty. Um, we're tired. Uh, people can say that it's long days. Those are just excuses that people could have at this point in the season. But um, we practice that in the fall. And I think um, now is just when we can go out and compete with the abilities that we've been given and uh, not, not press too much uh, because the hard work's already been put in. Grace Lyons talking about why this team is so clutch. That's something that, uh, I mean, you're focused on the championship right now, but, uh, yeah, there's some players like Grace Lyons who it's going to be weird or it's weird the thought that this could be her last two games in an OU uniform just because 
You know, like maybe her more than anyone else. You're you're used to seeing Jade out there. You're used to seeing T.R.A. Jennings, Jordy Ball now. But Grace Lyons has been here for so many years, been your starting shortstop. The thought, and I know that she was um, injured earlier this year, so she hasn't played every game. But the thought of Grace Lyons not playing for OU softball anymore is um, it's uncomfortable, and I don't like it. Yeah. Yeah, it is wild. Um, yeah, she's been there for – for a long time. And it's crazy. It sucks that it, it's just, I don't know, it's human nature. You feel like it's going to go on forever. It's going to go on forever. And then you barely even have time to think about it and it's gone. Right. And you don't, you don't get to do it again. And it's, it's a weird feeling. Um, it's not a good one either. So uh, hopefully she enjoys this uh, this last little round. The seven All-Americans who don't include Grace Lyons, uh, Riley, or the other pitchers. I'm guessing um, who Florida State could – well, they're not – Grace Lyons would be the shortstop. I'm picking Grace Lyons over any other shortstop in the country right now. I'll tell you that much. Some, uh, some might say, well, she's in a bit of a hitting slump. Yeah, well, who got the party started in the ninth inning on Monday against Stanford? She's elite defensively and has been for several years What's now. this – is this in, like, why do they feel the most confident? No, this is the question last segment of who on Florida State's team could start for OU. Yeah. I'm guessing. Yeah. Yeah, I – I don't know. It would – they got a good roster, though. Right? They, they got a good roster. And I – that's – that's the one thing, like, you ask me, like, what worries me and stuff like that. Whenever The only thing I get worried about is a tight game where one swing of the bat, you know, you they, you got a low-scoring game. You haven't had a whole lot of uh, base runners or or offensive opportunities, and it, it's, it just takes yeah. one swing. Yeah, to be fair, I mean, I don't disagree with you, um, but that's happened twice <laughs> already this tournament. And they found a way to win both of those games, including mm-hmm. on Monday when literally Stanford was the home team in that game. And bottom of the seventh, bottom of the eighth, they were one swing away from ending it in both of those innings. Oh, you still found a way to win. So, yeah. I no, I get well, you. I mean, it's, it's the same thing like the, the Clemson game. Like, that's exactly kind of how it unfolded, right? Tight game and then – what, that girl, that center fielder hit like a two-run shot? Yeah, I mean, OU got off to a 2 nothing lead. Like, the first two hitters of the game hit a home run, and they kind of, like, relaxed for a few innings. So, it's mm-hmm. not like they got off to an early deficit or anything. But, no, yeah, for sure. I This is – you'd hate to lose tonight's with Jordy Ball, like, best going up against best, you know? Mm-hmm. Because yeah. I don't know if you would bring Jordy Ball back for game two, but you would be against elimination with maybe not starting your best pitcher. But yeah. I guess Florida State could be in that exact same scenario if they don't win tonight. Yeah. So game one, any any game one in a three game series is going to be huge. But the way that I think the pitching matchup is going to work, game one's pretty massive tonight. Yeah. Uh, question for you. Okay. T. R. A. Jennings, seventeen home runs on the year. I think these are up to date. Uh, Jada Coleman, seventeen home runs on the year. Alyssa Brito. 17 home runs on the year. I haven't heard a question here yet. Who is the home run champion at the end of the season for Oklahoma? Well, um, Florida State just said that they have watched some things that Stanford did, and they Mm. are going to learn from those things. You know, just take away some things on how to beat OU. 
So I'm guessing that they're going to pitch to Jada Coleman and walk Tiare Jennings, the exact opposite of Stanford. The, the flip side. So I'm going to take Jada Coleman as the uh, as the home run leader at the end of the year. Isn't it funny? Like, and I understand Florida State's point on that, and I would I would be doing the same thing. But isn't it funny that they're referencing games that? Stanford lost. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Well, I mean, at least they played him close, though. You no, know? It's no. It's like the I, best evidence you have. I know. It's just uh, it ends up being kind of like a funny, um, oh, yeah, we, we've seen the Stanford film, so we've got something for him. It's like, well, hang on a second. Stanford lost that game. But, no, the point is um, the points, points taken. We'll Th- see. This is a, a softball show today, and it will continue to be the majority of the show today, tomorrow, and the rest of the week. Can I just sneak in one college football thing real quick? O- on, like, the Texas A&M scale, I don't know what a 10, like, God, this is the most Texas A&M thing ever. It's probably Jimbo last year complaining, right? Right. Maybe that's at the 10 scale. Tell me what this is. This is Billy Lucci of Texags on with Paul Feinbaum saying that A&M has basically demanded the first A&M-Texas game in the SEC is going to be in College Station. And the big debate, you know, Ross has dug his line in the sand. He's drawn his line in the sand that the first game is going to be played right here across the street at Kyle Field. Uh, Chris Del Conte acts like he's not aware of that at all. That's going to be pretty fascinating. But by the way, why, why is that for those of us who, who, who may, may have forgotten? Why is what? Why, did why Ross is the game? Uh, why does Ross so uh, Sherman-esque about that? It's pretty interesting. I mean, he's he's basically said that the league or Sankey have indicated to him that that's where the first game will be played. Um, if you're going to draw that line in the sand, it, it it needs to end up that way. You and I both know that because if if that first game is played in Austin, uh, there's going to be a lot of upset fans. And, and Billy, is that is that because uh, there, there's still people in in, in Aggie Land who feel like. <laughs> they, they they had a belief that this would never happen. Yeah, I do think that's I do think that's the crux of it, and that's at the root of it. And uh, it's almost like, uh, hey, you owe us one after all that. And and I don't I don't think the SEC would think of it that way. Uh, they certainly wouldn't say, hey, we owe you one. We're going to do this. But it sure seems to me like uh, the A and M athletic director has been led to believe that. Or, or even told that that first game is going to be there. All right, on the uh, a- that's so A and M scale. Where does that one rank? Hi, it's speechless. It is <laughs> shocking to me. The the links that Texas I, and I. Maybe this is unfair, but it feels like it's a ingrained in the state culture, like how far they will all go to compare themselves to one another. Who cares where they play the game first? Nobody. Can you, I mean, and, and I'm not naive enough to to think that these situations like there's not negotiations that occur like we had a home and home with Georgia I there's negotiations as to well where are we going to play who's going to host the first one right and 
why do you think you guys should host the first? Like, there's there's stuff there. Like, there's there's reasoning and, but this is like next level dumb. Texas A and M's great at playing the victim card here. Well, they, they owe us one after allowing OU and Texas in the league. How dare they? They owe us this one. <sighs> They're playing the victim card, but they look like total. D bags. Well, what's new? They don't care. Uh, I, 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 maybe they don't realize it. I don't know. I surely they do by this point. Do not care. Yes, I played that because it ranks very high on the. Oh God, that's so Texas A and M. Well, I'm trying scale. to, in order to to be fair, I'm trying to at least think like, okay, let's say that the Cotton Bowl they're making renovations, okay, and. For whatever reason, we can't play in the Cotton Bowl for two seasons as they rebuild the stadium. And instead of like just going to Jerry's World, it's going to be a home and home. There's going to be a game in Austin, and there's going to be a game in Norman. Would there be like a petty, bitter, finger-pointing fight over who hosts the first game? Um... I don't think so. I I, I feel like um, it would probably be as simple as who was the who was going to be the designated home, home team game. this yeah. year, and they would get that home game. And I feel I feel like it would be handled by adults, and it would be as simple as that. I don't know why it'd be any different, but yeah, and there's petty stuff that happens. And I know this isn't a direct comparison, but right. the last time A and M and Texas played, which would have been what 2011, that game was played in College Station at Kyle Field. Yeah. But they want the first game at Kyle Field once the two teams play. It's just a weird thing to be hung up over. It is. And I don't know mm-hmm. that – and I'm I'm sure there's some nuance that I just don't know about. But I can't imagine anyone that is a fan or follows college football at any level uh, as a fan, um, as a – a journalist or as a media representative, as a high school kid that's trying to pick where you're going to go, I can't imagine there's anybody anywhere that cares one bit as to who's going to host first. No, because if they play in College Station the first year, the next year they'll play in Austin, or at least they'll do it in the you know the f- first four years. Whatever. Anyway, it's like who's got the bigger pickup truck? It, and- it, it doesn't matter. Um, and so, and Texas A and M's not going anywhere. That's why I hope our commissioner in the SEC puts the first A and M Texas game in Austin. I'm not one that ever roots for anything good to happen to the University of Texas. Here I am hoping they get the first Texas uh, A and M game in uh, in Austin. I'm I would sure, enjoy hey, that quite a bit. I don't know Billy Lucci. I think I've maybe done a hit on their show before. Like, I'm sure he's a fine guy. I don't know. But do you think he realizes how stupid that segment sounds? Well, if he didn't know already, Twitter's told him about it the past three to four hours. Okay. Yeah. Wild. All right. Quick time out. More from the rush coming up. We'll hit some things that caught my eye next. This is your home for Sooner fans. The Ref Sports Radio Network. Fowler Auto Group is proud to be a part of your community where our passion and values lie far beyond the show. We believe that families, sports, art, and culture are at the heart of everything. Ugh, this old AC system just doesn't cool like it used to, and summer's just around the corner. I 
bet we can get another year out of it. I got a bet for you. If we buy a new heat and air system from Norman Air between May 1st and June 21st, we could get it for free. What? Free? Purchase a new heat and air system between May 1st and June 21st. If the temperature hits 105 degrees on 4th of July, your system is free. So, are you feeling lucky? You're on. I'm on normanair.com right now. Norman Air, service to the max. Hey y'all, I'm Blake Shelton. I love that country music connects people all over this great nation, but unfortunately so does something else, childhood hunger. 15 million children struggle with hunger in America. That's why the Feeding America nationwide network of food banks works to rescue our surplus food to help provide billions of meals to families in need across the country. Join the fight against hunger at feedingamerica.org. Together, we can solve hunger. Together, we're Feeding America. Brought to you by Feeding America and the Ad Council. Yalagosity Law is bringing you what caught Teddy's eye. Have you heard hiring a lawyer makes your insurance claim take even longer? Not at Yalagosity Law. They work to keep your claim moving forward and fight delay at every turn. Yalagosity Law, 405-800-8080. That's 405-800-8080. Let's get to it. Story number one is. Uh, let's start with this. I know you're a huge soccer fan. Um, mm-hmm. So am I. I did I go to Skinny Slims at like 9 a.m. a few weekends ago to go watch it. It was actually fun. Oh, anyway, go ahead. Nice. Yeah. Well, I don't know. This seems like a massive shock to me. Perhaps people knew it, but Lionel Messi to join MLS Miami after uh, leaving uh, PSG. So coming off of the World Cup uh, win. Maybe the biggest name in soccer is coming to Miami. Yeah, how about that? Not a Ooh. bad, pl- not a bad place to uh, join, right? He can actually afford to live in Miami. You know, the the well, cocaine haven of the U.S. He can have a great time there. Well, you think it'll be hard for him to get used to um, the fans not showing up at the beginning of the game? I was about to say, like, I- I've seen all this discussion of like, oh, can this change uh, the course of the MLS? I'm like, well, yeah, maybe somewhere else, but Miami is probably the worst sports town in America. I I wonder if they've got a, you know, because there, there's a there's a big, um, you know, what the Cuban, Cuban obviously. Yeah, sure. um, I wonder if because I know baseball happens to be pretty big down there, and I I don't know how they yeah, attend. They have, a, they have a hard way of showing it. Um, but I I wonder if that, like, if they've got good uh, good soccer representation down there. I don't know. Um, like one of the best parts of the year. Next, moving on is the. Anonymous coaching stuff that's in some of the magazines and articles that come out. And I love that one of the Big Ten anonymous coaches is lighting up Greg Schiano uh, at right. Rutgers. Whatever buzz Greg Schiano had by going back, it's pretty much gone. He's turned over a significant amount of staff, and word is uh, it's a highly stressful environment. They had two quarterbacks play poorly last year, and they changed the coaches but didn't portal any new quarterbacks. That tells you something. There's building pressure for them to get it right and back, but that's just not possible. The guys who hired him back think they can have those big East seasons again. Mm, wow. What hot take. Rutgers is not going to be very good this year. That's, huh. the, that's the thing that I thought was so interesting about it. Like Someone has to have beef with Shiano, and maybe it's Ryan Day as they almost got in a fight last year. But someone's really got to have beef with Shiano to, like, go after <laughs> Rutgers, you know? Like, of all the places you're going to start firing off about. Uh, but, hey, 
Someone was also fire uh, also firing off on Dabo Sweeney. Um, this is the biggest year for Dabo Sweeney. Yeah, it was our he, text line earlier after he took five star <laughs> Bryant Wesco yesterday. Yeah, uh, since he became a national title winner, they have so many new pieces and changes. When you recruit against these guys, all you hear is family, family, family. And him going outside of his group and making the changes at offensive coordinator isn't about family. That's accepting the reality you're just another football program and you have to do the things like Alabama and Ohio State to stay relevant with those guys. Woo! They're saying if it's family, family, why are you firing your offensive coordinator, huh? Hmm. Love it. I think that's a pretty uh, tough comment there. Yep. Um, the only other thing I had is uh, there's a Mickey Mantle card. Like The card business is like huge now it's like one of the i don't know if it's like for money laundering or what's going on but like the memorabilia stuff just continues to grow this one's funny mickey mantle rookie card which is like one of the most valuable cards of all time um is going up for auction and it's funny because this one has been stored in a Velveeta cheese box for 50 years. The last place anyone would look. you got to give it up to them. Great hiding place. Uh, but it's going to go on auction, expected to, to, to grab some huge seven-figure numbers. Uh, okay, first one I have for all of you big South Park fans out there. I am one of them. One of my favorite episodes of all time is the Casa Bonita episode when uh, basically <laughs> Cartman fakes a death so he can go to Butter's birthday party at Casa Bonita. Nice. Well, there used to be a Casa Bonita in Tulsa. Uh, I, I went to that one a couple of times in my life. They, they shut down during COVID in Denver. Yeah. Trey Parker and Matt Stone, the creators of South Park, have put over $40 million into revamping Casa Bonita, and apparently it is absolutely beautiful with the cliff divers, Black Bart's Cave, everything else that they have there. Sounds like uh, Casa Bonita could be making a return in the Denver area, and, I, oh. and I, I, uh, I'm I, excited about it. $40 million. I hope it works out for those guys. I, If that's not a an indictment on inflation, I don't know what is. $40 million for a restaurant? To revamp a restaurant. To revamp a restaurant? That must be the most amazing place ever by the time it's done, and they're going to lose a huge amount of money. But it, it's really cool that they're doing yeah. it. I'm just shocked at that number. I don't know if um, anyone's had a worse day than Bryson DeChambeau. Is it DeChambeau or however you see? You know, yeah. I'm not a huge guy. I kind of squeeze it together, DeChambeau. Anyway, um, he claimed that quote nobody is perfect when pressed on Saudi Arabia's ties to 9/11 and terrorism. He also claimed the Saudis just want to do good for the world, and 9/11 was 20 years ago. In an interview that he did when pressed about the uh, you know Saudis' history and the Live Golf Tour and everything else, boy, he is um, he's getting wrecked for those comments today. Yeah, mm. sometimes it's just best to say, oh, "Oh, come go- on, guys! Nine Eleven was twenty years ago. We're still hung up about that." That's kind like, of how it sounded. I'm a golfer, man. You know, I'm a golfer. I just show up where the money is, and I try and hit the ball incredibly far. Um, that's all I do. That's the best way to answer because there is no right answer on that, right? It's just uh, you're going to upset somebody. Like he chose the route to upset everybody, I think, <laughs> which is a, I mean, tra- seriously, dude. a strange option. I, I'm sure it sounded good to him in his head before he uh, he put it out there, but 
Yeah, people are going to have a field day with that one. Uh, Arkansas, their AD, Hunter Juracek, maybe took a little bit of a dig at former head coach Bobby Petrino, who, well, got caught with a mistress on the back of his mm. uh, bike back in his days in Fayetteville. The what, Arkansas- you, what were you going to call his I motorcycle there? I was going to say, hog. <laughs> <laughs> he, said, he said, quote, we're 45,000 season tickets on our way to 50,000 season tickets sold this year. That will be the most sold since the motorcycle accident, he said with a grin Ooh. on his face. Uh, since the motorcycle accident, we took a dip, but Coach Pittman has us headed in the right direction. I have forbid him from getting on motorcycles, by the way, in quotes. Wow. That's awesome. Uh, yeah, that's funny for a bunch of reasons. I like how they have, like, you know how we view culture and, um, like, we all know how things were pre-pandemic and how they are now. The or, new normal, your favorite like, saying. It's like the new normal. <laughs> it's funny that like they Arkansas right now is defining their uh, their football program in pre-motorcycle wreck <laughs> and post-motorcycle wreck. That's awesome. Uh, last one, Chris Del Conte, Texas AD. Apparently, he's been offered the USC AD job, and he's saying, huh. uh, "Nope, not going to USC. Sticking tight here in Austin." So expect him to announce tomorrow that he's heading out to USC. Yeah, didn't he also say like it matters who where you work and who you work for and talks like glowingly about the president. Yeah. Listen, the more you talk, the more we think you're covering your tracks and uh you're about to you, all you're doing is scheduling the private jet pickup, all right? And real estate It would shopping. be wild to like kind of orchestrate the SEC move and he's not even around for the SEC move. He goes to USC. I don't think that's going to happen, but that'd be interesting. Do you think if he takes the job, he'll live in Lincoln Riley's uh, um, mother-in-law casita in his backyard? No, I think Clark Stroud's been living there. <laughs> <laughs> it's occupied. Occupied. Oh, good stuff. All right, quick timeout. More from The Rush coming up. We will... Wrap up hour number two next. This is the Ref Sports Radio Network. Have you or someone you know suffered a loss to your home or business from the recent storms? Before you accept a settlement, call Brown O'Haver at 405-735-5510. Brown O'Haver is a local-based company helping Oklahomans with claims since 1988 with preparation and expert analysis detailing your loss and insurance settlement. As or commercial maintenance. Call them at Cavens Group today, 405-573-3048 or online at cavensgroup.com. Central Oklahoma Buick GMC dealers bringing you this hour of the rush. Good point by Burley Boomer. Ask Chris Del Conte if he's going to be the next AD at LSU. Then you'll know if he's going to USC. Yeah, that's right. Uh, Austin is liberal LA West from Shark. Uh, yeah, there, there are two words that we say on the, uh, on, the, on the show now that lights up the text line with political thoughts. Austin, and as we found out today during Locked In, Bud Light. <laughs> what happened? Parker just randomly said Bud Light, and I said, oh, God, I already know what you've done. And sure enough, there were Bud Light texts everywhere, and 95% of them I couldn't even read. He just randomly said Bud Light? I forget in in how he even said it, but yeah. I know it's it's crazy to think that Parker would just randomly say Bud Light, but he worked it in somehow. You know what's funny? Now that you mention it, it's been a long time since I've heard even anyone even say Bud Light where it's unaccompanied by a joke, right? <laughs> it's like has totally vanished from uh, 
the current. You definitely haven't heard on tap following uh, Bud Light no. in a while. Um, I guess uh, sale, right? Uh, on sale across the country. Softball Steve in all caps here. Who is it? This is a lot. Balls to the wall, fellas. Sooners put up some home runs tonight, and their introduction music should be We Are the Champions, Go Figure. Huh. Well, I got to wait a couple nights for that. But yeah, I think Softball Steve at some point that'll be blaring through the speakers there at OKC. How do they handle that? Like, uh, whenever you're playing a championship at a neutral site, is it, uh, it they just kind of treat it like a random game as far as like in-game music and stuff like that? Yeah, I think so. At, at least I hope that's how they handle it because I'd hate to give anyone else another reason that OU's having an unfair advantage in anything. So no kicking for chicken or swinging for chicken at the game? <laughs> swinging, pitching for chicken. <laughs> pitching that's what for it is. chicken. <laughs> Uh, that's good. All right, quick timeout. We got the final hour of the rush coming up next. Keep hitting the text line six five one three four three nine. Fourteen hundred AM KREF Norman Moore Oklahoma City and ninety nine point three FM K twenty five seven DA the Ref Sports Radio Network.